and welcome into our weekly installment here of Heads or Tales. Coming into you on a Wednesday, not on a Monday, but nevertheless, Michael Rudolph is here in studio to talk about the CPI, the PPI, and the energy prices in terms of oil and diesel and how things are affecting markets. What's going on here? Right, so um, I'll get into oil, but I have to give a little peek behind the curtain to see how the sausage is made first. Um, about once a month, I think about oil markets pretty intensely, and this is that time of the month. <laughs> so I thought I'd bring it on to this segment uh, yesterday. And there's a lot to talk about, you know, uh, oil just hit, you know, 10 month highs, you know, the market's seeming really bullish. And then of course I wake up this morning and then the market is down, right? Now, why is that? Um, it's like one of those old spaghetti Western movies where, you know, you got the close zoom in on Clint Eastwood's face and the hands hovering over the six shooter, you know? What it is is that the traders are anxiously waiting uh, for the Federal Reserve's announcement to whether they'll take a pause in interest rate hikes or, you know, whether they'll raise them by a quarter. Um, you know, that will come out this afternoon. I personally believe that uh, they're probably going to take a pause because there's this one guy who works with the Wall Street Journal, Nick DeMaraus, who's very, very consistent. He has like a kind of inside, uh, you know, knowledge of, of the sport. But, you know, other traders think that they're going to raise them. If they do raise them, that will be bad for oil prices because then traders will fear a recession that'll bring prices down. However, the reason that it's that old spaghetti Western thing is because if traders make the first move, if they keep uh, prices too high for too long, then the Federal Reserve is more incentivized to raise interest rates. So it's a vicious cycle, chicken and egg, who knows what. But for the time being, let's check out where oil is moving. So this is, uh, we got the United States of America petroleum net imports, right? So for a long time, you know, for decades and decades, we were in the green, meaning that we imported more petroleum than we exported, right? That changed, uh, you can say like at the end of 2019, uh, 2020, right? but really didn't start consistently until 2022. And that's where we are today, right? Uh, we export more oil than we import, right? Now, what is that going to look like as oil beca uh, prices become so high? Buyers abroad might not want to buy our oil and Lord knows that we need it because gas prices are rising, diesel prices are rising. We have refineries of our own. We have a use for all this oil, right? So can they find better prices abroad or will they keep it all kind of in the family state side, you know? That's the big question. And the big answer to that is looking at China, right? China has been the number one kind of gobbler of oil exports. Uh, they were the ones, you know, uh, having a dalliance with India and Russia and Saudi Arabia and, you know, America for that matter too, right? They, their refinery throughputs uh, to make oil into diesel and other refined products been through the roof. I mean, yeah. they were at all time highs, I think, just a week ago. Nevertheless, this morning, of course, the market's kind of changed and they signal that, hey, oil's getting a little bit too rich for our blood. I think we're going to cool it on the imports. Uh, but nevertheless, they are still kind of importing a lot of oil and turning it into a lot of diesel and other fuels. So we have that to look forward to. This might go deeper in the red than it already is, though. Um, but I think at this point, I mean, I mean, it's obviously down, but it could be farther down further down yeah, yes. much further down at this point yes now i think that is likely to happen um but you know at the same time u.s inventories of crude oil are so low right um at cushing oklahoma that is going to incentivize people hey we actually need this of course that'll also drive prices higher up but you know that right. affects i think stateside buyers and you know buyers abroad pretty much equally so we'll see but then you factor in the cost of transportation and the oil and then keeping it in america makes a lot more sense so here we're looking at diesel prices and you can see they've really taken off, right? So this white kind of mountain here is just the national average retail diesel prices per gallon, right? And we're at $4.6 um, uh, a gallon. That is the highest since February, right? 
Not equally, right? It's, it should be unsurprising that this orange line is a little market known as Ontario, California over on the West Coast, right? Diesel prices are at, what, almost 640 a gallon. I mean, you have to be picky and choosy where you get your oil, I mean, or diesel rather. Um, that should be common sense to, you know, truckers out there, but, you know, nevertheless, it, it bears repeating because if you go fill up in Houston, you're gonna be paying way closer to $4 a gallon than $6 a gallon. Um, then we look at the rack price, right? And this is interesting in itself, kind of, but really this is just a wholesale diesel price. If you're a large enterprise carrier, you probably have access to diesel at wholesale prices. Uh, again, not the same story. Like that white mountain is the national average. The green line is Ontario, California. Again, much more expensive in Ontario, California, right? The reason we care about the right price really though is this, the spread between retail and wholesale prices. And again, this is a common uh, you know, factor. You, uh, if you have a contract, shipper, right? You charge them at wholesale, or sorry, you, you buy the diesel at wholesale prices, you charge them at retail costs, and you pocket the, the change, right? Now, this spread was very wide at the beginning of 2013, or 2023, rather. It has kind of reverted to that average, you know, for most of 2020, still, you know, above most of where it was before the pandemic. So margins are still kind of cushy, right? But oil price, I mean, diesel prices are going up, oil prices are going up too. And again, you know, just like with everything else, if you look at the West Coast, the spread is actually higher in Ontario, right? So even if you factor in the higher cost of retail and wholesale together, the spread is still gonna be higher. So if you are an enterprise shipper, you probably have your game plan, you're probably not listening to me, but you know, nevertheless, you could fill up on the West Coast and make a pretty penny, right? Or better yet, fill up in Houston and charge them at Ontario prices. But uh, so yeah, we're looking at energy prices um, going forward and it just doesn't seem like there is a kind of a, a near-term stop to this rally. I mean, it seems like as we go into the winter, demand for energy will go up as heating, you know, demand for heating goes up. Um, there really aren't many checks against this rally. We could see oil go above $100 a barrel pretty soon. Real quick, I know this is a bit of a, a, a kind of a grand scheme, big picture question, but obviously you've got Ontario out there as well. Uh, out there is that major hub uh, that's bringing freight east. Uh, how much does this, in other words, the difference between the nation and California, if you will, affect prices for everybody else who's looking to just buy anything that's coming out of uh, Ontario. Well, I mean, everything's more pricey in California. They've got all the, you know, Prop 61 warnings and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you look at produce that comes out of California, is that what you're asking? Like, you know, how... Well, I mean, it's like, say, for instance, you know, somebody in Tennessee buys something, is that price going to go up because it came through California? Right. Um, almost certainly, but that's, you know, that's a whole host of reasons because California is making it a very, uh, I would say, difficult place for truckers to thrive. You know, there's the whole Clean Emissions Act far beyond the reaches of this segment. But yes, California might be kind of a hindrance to, you know, uh, cost effectiveness. So what we're sure. saying is basically tailwinds for the rest of the country, headwinds for California. That's about right. Okay, there we go. That's good. Michael, thanks so much for joining us for this edition of Hedge of Tales. We look forward to your next one next Monday. We'll take a short break, come back with lots more content here on Fridays Now. Mm -hmm.